Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am completely honored that you are here embracing the woo-woo and the crazy and ready to dive into taking control and becoming the conscious mama bear you were born to be. Today, we have another podcast discovery episode. I was, yeah, I was like really excited to tap into this because as you guys know, I offer free podcast discovery calls and I had one of my old course subscribers wanting a podcast discovery call. So we dived into um, why she left the course early, thinking that she had it all, she knew it. But um, yet she was uh, left with some questions and questioning herself and where she should go. And of course, we found some missing pieces. And um, I think it's just a true testament. I'm not sure if I say it enough, but the one-to-one coaching, not the one-to-one coaching package, but even the one-to-one you get with me in the community, whether it be... um, on the live group coaching calls or asking your questions um, through email if you can't make the group coaching calls or even asking your questions in the community where you can um, just type away and I type back to you. Sometimes I even make videos um, specifically for you guys um, if it's like a uh, long-winded answer. Um, It's just where the magic lies. That's just where it is. Um, You know, the course information is amazing and I'm not gonna lie you can find it on the internet like I I'm not I mean I am saying there's some stuff that I'm saying that probably not a lot of people are saying but um the way I put it together and the information that you get is designed from start to finish and um yeah you just gotta um be patient. I think this was like an obvious thing that um, was an issue for this beautiful person. Um, And even when you think like, okay, I've got the answer that I need, you might need another two or three answers. And that's what I'm here to help you guys do. I'm really here to help you guys figure out where those missing pieces are. Because like I said, like you can find all this information on the internet. It's just putting it together. And that's what the online group coaching does for you at a fraction of the cost of the one-to-one. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stop tuning my own horn. And I know there's so much valuable information in this podcast episode. And I know it's going to help so many people 
um, go beyond their diagnosis and really start um, tapping into their intuition. And um, I'm super excited for this to be aired finally. So without further ado, do let's get to today's episode. Like that's where the magic lies, right? The course is okay. amazing, if I do say so yeah. myself. <laughs> I, but, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> um, but getting that one-to-one like coaching and asking your personal questions is mm-hmm. where like things progress. So I'm just wondering like yeah. how to get people more involved in that group coaching. Is it are they standoffish because they don't want to ask like personal questions in front of people or timing? Well, or... that was it was timing too because I think that it was at five um, LA time or you know Pacific Standard Time, um, and I three days a week I'm commuting from Koreatown, and so I was like I don't want to be in the car when this happens, but I definitely don't want to take this to the office because I want to you know ask yeah. personal intimate questions. I don't have my own office, so. Anyway, that it was definitely that was part of the uh, factoring, but yeah, I, yeah. I think if it was maybe late, like seven p.m., I know it's going to be different for everybody though. So how can you possibly accommodate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to like um, switch them up and like have some like early morning Hawaii and then late in the evening and just try to like hit the magic sweet spot. But yeah, I like yeah. that just everyone's all over the world, so I'm just never going to get a good time. Um, but I'm. I'm definitely um, open to, because I do, I'm, tr- I would love to get some more. I mean, that's why I'm here too, is to get some more. I have so many burning questions and yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I'll, so I'm definitely open to that. I'll, yeah. I'll um, do that in the yeah. future. Yeah, no, I just, I'm always trying to like, what can I do to like, right. Cause I can say it as much like it's the coaching is where the magic happens and I'm trying to, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely make it affordable for people because not everyone can do the one-to-one coaching. And I don't, I don't have all the time in the world either, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the group coaching is like a unique aspect because not a lot of like courses online offer that, but right. it's definitely something that like, once people understand, like, like at the moment, there's just like one girl that shows up and it's just like, you get this free coaching, like, <laughs> yeah. right? like ask you are, away, ask you all are, your questions. Yeah. Like she's getting the deal of the century, um, which is great. I love, you know, that's what I'm here for, but yeah, I'm glad that you, um, you know, like didn't, um, sometimes like we get proud, right. And like, well, I've done it and I'm not going to ask for any more help. So like, I'm excited that, you know, you didn't like put that mental block up and that you're here. Um, oh no, it's, it's the, these are the questions that keep me up at night. it's like during the day, I'm very confident. I'm like, I'm totally on the right path. I'm on the right journey. And then I go to sleep <laughs> at night and I'm like, fuck, what if I have like a parasite or what if, um, and all these like things that yeah. I see on, you know, I follow a bunch of fertility dietitians now and I'm like, God, is that me? Do I have that issue too? Or, so, I know. And th- yeah. that's the problem when you're doing it alone too, is that like, you just like see all this information. And I think hopefully yeah. for the most part, we're all trying to say the same thing, but um, I know that there, there can be some conflicting um, speak out there. And I was just saying that yeah. I was just live on TikTok. And I was just saying this because this one girl said that she had two doctors and one told them this and the other said the complete opposite. And I said, well, for everyone out there, right, no matter what your training is, a lot of it comes down to your opinion. 
the way you read the scientific studies, the way you feel about supplementation, you know, Mm -hmm. and I try not to do that because I know my experience was like, it was the opinions of those doctors and it's whether or not I took those opinions that made the difference in my journey. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just give us a little like brief overview of like your fertility journey so far. Okay. I, uh, I made a timeline today because (laughs) I was like, what has happened? So we started trying in November of 2018. Um, I, we went to Chile to get pregnant. I went, but I was on birth control from the time I started my period. I was a late bloomer and, uh, cause I did ballet and I think I got my period when I was like 15. Um, and it was horrible. I had, um, horrible cramps. I had huge clots and I was tiny. Um, and my mom thought I had a miscarriage. I was like, I'm not even having sex yet. Um, and that's when my, my aunt is also my doctor. She's an OBGYN. She's a DO. Um, she's fantastic at delivering babies. <laughs> Maybe, you know, she's very much still a Western doctor. So she was like, we're, we're going on birth control. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course it put a, put a patch on all those symptoms. And, and then I was on birth control until I went off in 2018. And, um, I was doing ovulation test kits, which were coming up positive. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely, uh, definitely ovulating, but having very weak periods, like almost no fresh blood whatsoever. And that's maybe a few months after we had started trying, we weren't getting results. I started to listen to like my first fertility podcast, which was saying how horrible um, birth control is for your body. And that, you know, there's you can actually see ovaries that have withered. And I was like, that's it. I have withered ovaries. They are, they have shriveled up and that's why I have like no period right now. Um, and that podcast actually made me, that was like 2019. I started cleaning up all my household products, my skincare, basically detoxing my, um, my life. Um, and I think my periods may have started coming back a little bit, but still were like, just very light, very faint. Mm-hmm. Um, to that February, 2019, I started acupuncture for fertility. Cause that was recommended to me. Um, and she started me on a supplement and herbs regimen. We started tracking my BBT, which was consistent. Um, it was showing ovulation like, like on the 17th every month, but she was also the first person that made me realize like you have anxiety that you need to deal with. And I was like, what? I'm like, this is I went to law school. I'm uh, an attorney. And I was like, I thrive in this environment. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, you're, you're clearly stressed out. Cause I would go in there and I would be like sweating, sweating on the entire bed, like the sheets that she laid out for me. Cause I was so nervous from the needles. Cause she was putting them in my fingers and it was very painful. She's like, well, it's not supposed to be painful, but it's because you're so stressed. And I'm like, well, okay. Um, so it, it, it ended up being more anxious for me to go get the fertility, I mean, the acupuncture. So I, after like maybe six or seven months, I stopped, but, um, I do feel like she, I mean, she set me up on probiotics, turmeric, B complex, a bunch of things for anxiety, magnesium, which I still take to this day. Um, and vitamin D three plus K two. Um, 
And then let's see what else was happening. Um, I started doing Orange Theory. My workouts got more intense um, because I was like, oh, this is gonna, this is physical exhaustion really helps me fall asleep at night. Um, and that was probably a bad idea. 2020, we took a break because um, I was just over it at that point. I'm pretty, pretty burnt out. Um, but we were still having like sex two to three times a week, just not really, you know, I wasn't doing, BBT or taking urine tests or anything like that. Um, and then COVID happened and I started like an intense regimen of like making sure I was burning 500 calories a day since I was at home and running seven to 10 miles on the weekends. Um, and I also am a huge wino, like it's my, it's my passion. We travel for wine. I study wine. It's not necessarily about like being drunk. It's more about like the artistry of it, at least that's what I like to say. Um, and then let's see, end of 2020, I started therapy for anxiety. Um, last year, after I had done therapy for a few months, cause I was like, I have to get my head straight before I go into IUI because I'm not gonna have a doctor tell me that my IUI failed because I'm an anxious person. <laughs> so I was like, I will manage my anxiety first. Um, then we started IUI. I got pregnant on the second time, which I was like, this is amazing. The statistics were right. He was like, this doctor was like one in four and, or, or I think it's, I think it's like, yeah, one in four is your odds. And so I got pregnant on the second time and I was like, yes. And the, I miscarried at seven and a half weeks. Um, so that was terrible, but I was like, I am not going to deal with this. I will power on and he said, you can start again as soon as you get your period. So that's what I did. And I think I did like one or two, yeah, one or two more IUIs when I started to feel like I was just throwing money away. And I asked this doctor specifically because I was having, not only was I not dealing with my trauma, but I was having a particularly rough time at work. And I asked this doctor, how much of this is a mental game? <laughs> he was like, no, it's not. It's not at all. It's just about, it's just about timing and getting, you're going to be fine. And as he was like doing the IUI, I was like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> I just knew, I was like, my heart is not here. Um, I'm so sad and yeah, so that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then I, I was like, I gotta take a break. And that's when I found this amazing therapist who has helped me. She helped me deal with my trauma and she's also doing um, energy healing. She's like a bit foo-foo. Some people might feel like it's, you know, crazy stuff, but it really has worked for me and I've gotten into crystal healing. And, um, and then I saw some ads that you were posting or not ads, but it was like hooks or something like hey, has some Western doctor told you you have unexplained infertility? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And I think you had recommended, like, have you thought about your thyroid? How's your gut health? And I've had um, gut health issues since I was, you know, born. And it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. And then I, I asked you specifically, um, I would like to do a thyroid panel because my mom has Hashimoto's and her mom has Hashimoto's and her sister has a Hashimoto's. And sure enough, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and no doctor had ever fucking tested me for that. So I had to go in there with what you told me to test and request that panel. And that's how I found out that I 
Hashimoto's. And here I am and I'm on the AIP diet and I feel better than ever. Like my anxiety has almost completely resolved itself with this diet, which is just mind blowing. I mean, it's just crazy. So, but I'm, you know, just hoping that I'm still on this, that I'm on the right path. And cause I feel like I've wasted so much goddamn time getting here. It's like, if I could have just known you existed five years ago, you know, and I'm sure people tell you that all the time, but it's like five fucking years of going through this timeline today. Like Jesus, that is just, that's cr- like, uh, what happened to 2020 is just, just gone, you know, just, mm-hmm. so that's sorry. That was not brief at all, but that's <laughs> it's okay. where I am. No, it's, it's a huge journey, right? And I don't think um, there's enough space for people who are going through this journey, um, enough space and support um, to say stop, right? To say that if you just stop and let's recalibrate everything, you're actually going to save yourself more time, heartache and money because we're not jumping into these things. And that's where the Western medicine is so wrong, right? Like, it's great that that we have that support, but I am, you know, there's another podcast episode, a similar discovery call, and it was back to back to back to back to back. And these doctors are like, just keep going, just keep going. Right. And um, the heartbreaking thing is that it's the mental and emotional toll that your body is taking because of this advice. Yeah. And no one's recognizing that. And we're just getting, you know, pushed through these things. Um, Yeah. And I was doing the medically induced ovulation, which is terrible for, for Hashimoto's, you know? So it's like, every time I was doing that, it was probably progressively making things worse for my body and I just want to go back to that doctor who was very nice and be like, that was terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and I think more women should, yeah. right? Like, just please, like, this is my information. I might just be, and you're not the only person. That's the shitty thing. They'd be like, well, that's just you. It's like, no, no, no. We're hearing these stories over and over and over again. Um. So one, I want to, I want you to know that your time is not wasted. Yeah. Right. Whether you believe that everything happens for a reason or we have to go through these things, I know that, and we're probably saying that if someone told me this stuff at the beginning of my journey, I wouldn't have listened, anyways. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes we have to go through these things because it's just in our genetic makeup that we have to experience it. And because we've experienced it, then we're like, okay, I get it, you know? So your time is not wasted. Um, you know, my journey was really long too before holding my first baby, um, you know, eight years before I got pregnant naturally. So I know that it is a huge chunk of time. And I always say, if I had me, you know, I would have saved myself minimum six years, if not more. Um, but I know that I had to go through everything to get to where I am and, um, start reconnecting with myself, 
right? Start trusting myself that how I felt during those moments. And even though the professional or the expert was saying, no, that's not true. You knew your body was telling you like, no, this isn't, this isn't my truth. It might be true for the next woman that's coming into the room, but right now this is not me. And um, we've been so disconnected from that. Um, And this, these are just ways for you to validate your knowing your intuition um so where are you with your Hashimoto's diagnosis right now so I was actually kind of hoping to chat with you about that because um I was thinking about going back in to to test again let's see I think it's actually really weird because I started the AIP diet I think June June 1st and I think I had my diagnosis like a week or two later. Okay. And I was like, well, that's great. Cause I'm already doing this, um, AIP diet. Um, so I don't know how long it takes to reduce my antibodies, but I have, you know, cut back on my workouts. So I'm really just doing like very mellow stuff now, yeah. strength training and walking and yoga, and I'm doing red light, um, therapy um so yeah I just I was thinking is is two months enough like to go test to make sure that the numbers are are going down um yeah I mean you could test whenever really um there's no uh time allotment for enough right yeah. like you're mm-hmm. on your own journey there's no comparison um the AIP diet um as you've already felt will give you dramatic results very quickly because it's such a limited diet that the inflammation is is going to be a huge factor other than your um well so with your gut health what improvements have you seen and do you feel like you still have any issues even if they're like minute sure so um i believe they are working because I am able to fall asleep pretty quickly now. Um, I mean, I'm still having to do my, like I do this like sleeping meditation thing at night. Um, but now I'm not like staying awake to the end of it, which is amazing. Um, and as one fertility dietitian said, I'm shitting like a champ. So (laughs) there's regularity happening. That's great. Um, and I do still like, so last week, I don't know why I thought that I could have or reintroduce seeds. So I was trying to do flax because I did it so much before, like I was having a smoothie, like during quarantine, I had a smoothie every day with flax because I know it's supposed to be so good for fertility and it is just not working for me. It does not work for my body, but unfortunately, you know, when the, you talk about, or anybody talks about reintroduction after AIP, it's like, um, oh, check, you know, 45 minutes or you should see some sort of reaction. And it wasn't immediate because I'd put it in these like spinach muffins and I had to have it for like three mornings in a row to realize that my stomach was bloating. Yeah. And that's the only thing that could have uh, been it. Honestly, it was the only thing that I had done differently. So it's like, okay, that's out. But it felt like it took a long time for my body to stabilize. Like today's the first day where I've 
feel like the um that bloating is gone away gone away which which I was like now I have anxiety about that because like okay I'm I'm bloated so I just ruined my chances of pregnancy <laughs> um so but, um so you you've done the formula you only did the first eight weeks of it I don't know if you were you were paying monthly so I don't know if the in yeah, I was doing monthly yeah the in would open up for you so there's two more weeks and I I'm pretty sure the supplement is in the ninth week um so my question would be um have you done a targeted gut lining um like three month supplementation regime no okay so that's probably a missing piece for you okay, okay so when it comes to gut health um the first step is elimination right mm -hmm. we have to eliminate the food and the toxins that are are create creating the inflammation but because you've been dealing with gut health issues since the moment you were born, yeah. you're going to need targeted supplementation to amplify that healing phase. Okay. Um, and so that's all within the course as well. There's like a whole section if you're having gut health issues of what supplementation you should take to target that gut heal, that lining. Mm -hmm. um, because like just in my own journey for example like I went paleo and saw like crazy improvements right like you could mm -hmm. almost not fault my gut health um but in hindsight looking back I noticed I I see a little few things but I wasn't thinking they were a big issue because I made all these improvements mm -hmm. but when I after that second failed IVF and I did the immune testing. And that's when I exposed, I had the nat high natural killer cells. I was on paleo for a whole year and still wow. had natural killer cells. One, because I was still eating foods that I was highly intolerant to like the tomatoes, paprika and all that. But two, because my gut health lining hadn't gotten to the point where the junctions closed up, they got back to their natural state and was keeping the food particles inside my body. So that's what's happening with um, leaky gut is that the food that's going, so even if you're on the perfect diet and you still have this leaky gut, the food particles are going into your bloodstream, your blood, like your immune system's like attack, attack, this isn't supposed to be here. And it's causing that inflammation and especially attacking your thyroid. Mm. Now with the little information that I have here, usually, I mean, it's, it's obvious to see, but you're probably a case of thyroid with three three wax one you're genetically prone your gut health and your mental and emotional health mm -hmm. so that is just like a shit storm for yeah. early Hashimoto's <laughs> right yeah. so um depending on where you are with your Hashimoto's it's all completely reversible but you now have to maintain a certain diet and lifestyle to not have Hashimoto's come back right? And lower those right. antibodies. Uh, my eldest is going to be seven at the end of December. So I've been AIP for over eight years. I still have to eat AIP, right? Yeah. The moment I go, I dive into especially tomatoes and paprika, which is like heartbreaking. Um, yeah. But if I drink too much wine, if I drink too much alcohol, and this is like talking, not I'm not a like, oh, I haven't drunk since April 1st now. But before that, I couldn't even drink the way I used to drink and I didn't want to, 
but mm -hmm. even just one or two um, affects your gut microbiome. So when you're in the healing stage, it's 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 not going to derail you. Like it's not going to be like, oh, you're not going to get pregnant this round. But it just keeps you from maximizing your situation right in that healing yeah. phase and then like in my instance and for most people with autoimmune issues um they have to maintain that certain lifestyle your periods your pms and your gut health and your brain fog um they will be your first warning signs that you've overdone it right yeah. because like after your healing like my gut health after my first pregnancy was like phew, and that's how I got pregnant actually right? Like mm -hmm. I had reversed the whole thing. You tap into two years after my second kid was born, the stress started drinking again. Um, I moved back to America. So Mexican food was more readily available and it was hard not to eat corn and tomatoes and stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden here I am back with the same issues, normal and common health issues that I was having when I was trying to get pregnant. So in your case, um, you have some pieces of the puzzle, but that gut healing line, like uh, healing the gut lining is like mm -hmm. crucial for you right now. Okay. And that's why so you're you experiencing like having one thing of flaxseed is gonna, you, you'll notice it because your gut health is still low. So you think it could be resolved with supplementation? I don't need to do like, um, well, there's... I don't know what it's called, the poo test. That's, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, so yeah, within the course, you have access to um, a gut microbiome test that you just order right. online. Um, you do it at home. That test is hands down one of the best tests that you can take mm -hmm. because it not only will help you rule out any parasites because we can't guess about those, right? Yeah. Um, but what it does is it shows you what you're actually, um, your, um, your species, your microbiome species, what you're actually low in. So taking, mm. this is the problem. A lot of people get, they're like, well, I'm on a probiotic. And it's like, well, have you been on the same probiotic for six months? Because you're literally taking the same, um, strands. Maybe you mm -hmm. don't need those strands. Maybe you need a different strand. And that's why in the course, I give you three different types. And especially if you're having gut issues, we're, we're really going in with three different types of probiotics to maximize because what else that gut health does is it shows you where you're deficient in different gut um, functions. And it gives you a list of specific foods to help in increase that. Mm. So you're not relying. So when we do supplementation, we want to target for three months, right? We just want to like give this huge boost. We want to go in hard. But after that three months, like it's expensive to stay on those supplements and it's really, it shouldn't be needed. So mm -hmm. we want to maintain okay. that health with the right support with our food. And then after that phase is when you want to start reintroducing, because if you don't have to say like, so I eat eggs, I eat nuts, you know, I figured out like what works for me and what doesn't work for me in an autoimmune paleo diet, because you don't want to be restricted on that mm -hmm. stuff for the whole, your rest of your life, because it is limited. If you don't have to, some people have to, some people don't. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about this too, that I did the, um, I know, I think you're not a proponent of the Everlywell, uh, food testing, but I had done that before yeah. 
at, before any of this, right? I did it several months ago and it said that I obviously was intolerant to cow's milk and no surprise there, but then it also said mildly reactive to chicken and that was it. But then after I had started, I don't, I don't know, I was reading something of yours and you were like, you have, you have to be eating those things for it to show up. So that's why I was like, okay, well, that's why soy didn't show up or legumes or lentils, those kinds of crazy things that I just have avoided. Um, and uh, so because I had done that test when I eat almonds and eggs every single day. I never cut those out. Okay. So, and I felt pretty confident that, yeah, like I said, because I had been eating those every single day, it's just part of my, um, my regimen that I was okay. Not eliminating those. Yeah. Hoping for you to say that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I mean, it's okay if you feel good on them. Right. Um, you know, um, so for me, I never got a food sensitivity test. The MRT uh, wasn't available in the UK when I was going on in my journey. So when I went AIP, um, I don't know if I put it in the course. I thought I did about the eggs. I know there's a link somewhere, but obviously um, I talk a lot about the paleo mom. You know, she was doing a blog. She, um, you know, she radically changed my life with her knowledge And she talked about eggs. The egg white is actually what people are more intolerant to in the AIP diet than the yolk. And so the egg white is the protein and then the yolk is um, like, it's got all the good stuff. So I used to actually boil my eggs and cut away the egg white and Mm. not eat the egg white. And then um, just have the yolk in my vegetables, you know, the flesh is dry, right? Like you gotta get a little... So, um, there's that you could play around with that if you're, um, and just, you can even just see like, doesn't make a difference for two weeks. Can I notice anything? The other thing that I would say about that too, which is, this is where the frustrating thing comes with healing is that when you dramatically reduce a lot of the food you're intolerant to and say like egg is an intolerance, whether it be a moderate Obviously, it's not a high reactive. I think you would know if it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like getting a little, like it's like picking your scab, right? It's like your scab's always going to heal. No matter how much you pick your scab, it will eventually heal. It's just going to take longer for it to heal. So yeah. if you are eating moderately um, inflammatory foods, just consciously know that it's just might take a little bit longer for that healing phase um and that's why when I run the MRT test for anyone in the course of the one-to-one clients it shows you moderate or highly reactive and sometimes the highly reactive they're just like I didn't even know that like I eat that all the time and I didn't know I was intolerant to that and it's it's really Mm -hmm. because you've reduced so much inflammation going on your body can kind of handle that like one slap in the face right where before you were probably like getting punched you know like you were in the boxing ring so um but I know you kind of mentioned um like some some maybe some mental and emotional issues around food um Mm -hmm. and so where like just talk a little bit about that Um, I guess just now having this knowledge that the, the goal is to reduce inflammation, um, 
that, you know, b- before all of this started, I was just so used to, I mean, I would literally eat flax and like get bloated. And I was just like, yeah, that's just, just, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm, I know that I'm supposed to be avoiding that. So when it does happen, it's more of like a, like, like I was saying, like, damn it, that means, you know, I've just ruined my chances of getting pregnant this month, or I'm, you know, just prolonging this, this whole healing journey. Um, so, and I, like, I have not touched beans. Like, I'm very sure that a Mexican bean dip ruined my pregnancy last time because it had cheese and beans and I don't know what I was thinking and I had like a bean and cheese burrito and I had severe cramps that night and looking back on it like why did I think like I was such a healthy eater but when I got pregnant I was like oh you get more latitude when you're pregnant which is so silly that is so silly like you should be optimizing your nutrition when you're pregnant and that's not that I was eating terribly. It was just like, oh, I'm out at a Mexican restaurant. So I'm going to have a bean, bean cheese. So it's beans that are bad, cheese that's bad for me and wrapped in gluten. I like, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. But so, so now it's just, um, I just really have no interest in touching legumes. And uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm just a little, I'm just afraid of certain yeah. foods and their triggering responses. Yeah. So this is a really, really important. And I know I dealt with the same issue. Um, I um, was over the three month mark with my IVF baby that I used immune suppressing drugs and I still needed them. Right. I had not healed my gut at that stage. And um, I went to a restaurant. It was like, it's so hard to order out on AIP and yeah. there's this burger and I didn't realize it didn't say it had paprika in the burger mix. So the mo- like paprika is so easy to see. Right. And because mm-hmm. I was out with friends and her family was like her dad was paying and I was just embarrassed about my ordering anyways, like a bun and like a lettuce came out. Right. Like I couldn't have yeah. the French fries, the tomatoes, the or not the bun, the the patty. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. So I ate it. And literally for like the next two days, I thought I was going to have a miscarriage because I didn't have that support that that's not how the body works, right? When something like a miscarriage happens, it's not one event that that stems it for the most part, right? Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with an autoimmune issue, it's the, the many, many, many events that has happened over the decades that contributes to that. So when you either choose to have something that you know you're not or you accidentally have it and maybe something that you don't want to happen happens just know that it wasn't that one event right it was just still your body was just still not at the point to maintain. So if you are now diagnosed with Hashimoto's, we know your antibodies are super elevated. So probably what happened with the IUI twofold is one, the A quality might have not been where it needed to be because of all the inflammation and oxidative stress, but Mm -hmm. also you might have an immune issue where it rejected that pregnancy, right? So I don't know if you know this, but uh, embryo is deems a foreign agent in your body, but 
the way the universe made us, your body knows that that's okay. That foreign entity is okay. Don't attack it. So when your body's on overdrive, your immune system starts attacking your thyroid. It, it knows innately not to do that. But when it's so elevated, it's just like, we got to do something. So that's what we're going to do. And it's the same with embryos. And that's why it's the 12 week mark has become such a thing is because that's when your placenta takes over. And mm -hmm. so your, your body's not actually taking care of it. The placenta is now. And so your chances are much lower that your body's going to reject the fetus. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing a lot, a lot of therapy when I get pregnant those first 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's no joke. I mean, I know you're joking Scary. about it, but it, this oh, is I'm, why I'm you have this too. <laughs> this is why you have the time now to get mentally and emotionally prepared for that. Okay. Because yeah. you're going to have tools in, in, in your tool belt that, because they're not, those issues aren't going to go away. Those anxieties do not leave you, but you have tools to deal with them in, um, I don't want to say a quicker manner, but like, say, you know, if you weren't practicing this, it would like constant be constant 12 weeks of just this crazy ass stress, right? Which if you've read, um, origins, you, she has a study in there that stress levels absolutely can impact the baby's health so instead of that you're just gonna have like once or twice a week these elevated like you know flurries and then you can bring yourself down so you're going to keep your stress levels way lower with all the things that you know you're putting into place now um yeah. and we won't get into it um obviously because it's a um it's a podcast discovery call. And um, also when I do these privately, um, I always say, you don't have to say what you don't want to say, but being a ballerina is no joke. Mm -hmm. The mental and emotional on that, um, especially when they say you're a late bloomer and get your period at 15, that was absolutely not late blooming. That was... Um, the pressures of your body just not yeah. being able to express it um and then you know the years of masking it with the birth control and then probably how your mind forms of performing at you know a certain level has absolutely like your acupuncturist probably didn't put it in the nicest way <laughs> But absolutely right. You moved on. And because you thought that was normal your whole life and you didn't know any other way, um, you wouldn't have saw it yourself. Right. So For sure. I know, you know, you've mentioned you are tapping into those things and that's where you have to go. Right. Like your your fertility will fall into place when you tackle those mental and emotional and those physical aspects within your brain, within your thyroid and within your gut. And even when like, you know, say like, oh, I want to get my thyroid tested. That's really important information to know. But a thyroid is a snapshot in time and it's of your past, not of your future. Mm -hmm. And so with the thyroid test, like, great, we know that information, but I still got to figure out from a coach side, well, where's that inflammation coming from? Because it, the thyroid just doesn't do that on its own. It's a mental, emotional issue or is a gut health issue or both? And then obviously the genetically prone. 
but it's yeah. really looking back. And I know you saw that in the course, there's a whole, you know, um, class on traumatic events, whether you think they're traumatic deemed to society telling you, well, these are traumatic and this isn't, well, no, like everyone experiences trauma in their own way. And like, mm -hmm. that was something that I got really hung up on too, is that I didn't have these big life traumatic events that are deemed to mess up your brain and all that kind of stuff. But when you get into it, I was just like, wow, there was events in my life that really changed the way my brain was functioning, the way my parents brought me up, the food I was eating, like this all contributed to me, like literally being infertile at 17, like I'm convinced of it. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, just keep tapping into that stuff because that's where you're going to fix things right? Yeah. You can't hyper-focus on your aid quality because your aid quality is due to the inflammation and the oxidative stress. Right. It, yeah. And the aid quality thing just trips me up too. Cause it's like, I keep going back to like my doctor I've been, to, or, you know, my aunt, and then I had a different doctor when I lived in Long Beach and they would just like show me my eggs because they would do an ultrasound and be like, God, your eggs are just so beautiful and fluffy and like just so round and large. And and so I just kept thinking like the egg, egg quality is there, but where the hell is the disconnect? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, well, them looking at that, they can't say that your egg quality is good. Like even right. embryologists, like, I mean, maybe the technology is a little bit better now, but without going in and testing those embryos, it's really hard. They can grade them and they can see bad to good, right? But even like the good ones that are sent off to testing, you you don't know, you you can't mm. look at it that way. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. And to my knowledge, maybe they can, but that's a new one to me. I don't think they can do an ultrasound and be like, oh, your egg quality is good. Yeah, your follicles might look good. Mm -hmm. um, you might have eggs there, but to my knowledge, the only way you can really truly test egg quality is getting them outside of the uterus and putting them mm. together with sperm and seeing what the embryo quality is like. Mm. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just now I've like lost all my faith in Western medicine. Every time I go to a party now, I'm like, Hey, let me talk to you about gut health. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know that all too well. Um, and, and just know that this is your own journey right? Like mm -hmm. you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Is that me or you? <laughs> I think that, I think that was on your end. That was me. Uh, that was really loud. Um, and, and try not con to compare yourself to anyone as well. Right. Yeah. I think that's the hard part because you look really fit. You, you sound like you, you know, you've always been athletic and, and all those things. And it's, we've deemed our outside appearance more important than our inside appearance mm -hmm. right so unfortunately we can't go in there and have a look at everything we can do the testing and things like that that's our best guess but um yeah and that's why so many doctors get hung up people like me and you walk in and are fine and yeah. yet there's so many issues inside that are contributing to our issue um but yeah, so so just keep going with that mental and emotional health, release the trauma, mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't know how long ago you left the course, but I know I've introduced um, some like body exercises to help release trauma, like in the hips and like screaming it out and like different <laughs> modalities than just talk therapy. And like, it sounds like you've got one that's on the woo-woo side too. So that energy yeah. healing is really good. Um, but um, yeah, really tap into like breath work, um, movement and um, vocal. So I'll, um, I'll actually send you the link I've done. It's not gonna, a lot of my podcasts are recorded very early or well in advance. And so I talk with a vocal cord coach about the importance of um, the vocal cords and how, I mean, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have medical study about how it's related to the physical elements that we're getting. But um, I think for a lot of us women um, who grew up in the 80s and 90s, we were just suppressed. You know, we were told to be tough. We were told not to have an opinion. We didn't get to use our voice. And we were just, you know, people pleasers and, you know, overachievers. And I think a lot of this like manifests in in our throat area and can contribute to the thyroid issues. Mm. Um, so definitely keep going with that. Um, do you find your job still pretty stressful? Um, it, it just, it kind of ebbs and flows. It's in, I, I work for a developer, so it's construction related. So it ebbs and flows with where we are in the project. But right now it's, it's, it's fine. Um, I, I commute to Koreatown, which is like an hour and a half sometimes to two hours. So I think the commute is, is definitely worse, but that's, um, all part of my anxiety management too it's just yeah. you know come come home and I have to like journal sometimes let that shit go and because I unfortunately need the job <laughs> yeah 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 it's when you can't quit your job it's all about managing it and finding those tools that you can tap into um for sure and then yeah it's just the targeted um approach with healing the lining I mean, that's definitely okay. um, super key for your journey. Um, and in regards of using the gut health test, it really just depends on how much time you want to invest. Like if you're over it, I would test tomorrow. Yeah. If yeah. you're like, okay, I can, I can do the supplementation and see how it works for three months. And then if I'm still not seeing the results that I want, then I'll dig a little bit deeper. You know, it's, it's really just how you want to play it out. Um, cool. And obviously like financial commitments and stuff like that. So it's all doable. But yeah, I mean, I see the most kind of success for people who um, have the testing and have that kind of backing for things that I can't, no one can guess, right? Like sometimes you you just need the testing and then mm -hmm. just getting on that right path, filling in those little holes and um, yeah, using it. Like, you know, you're part of the course. Like I never got to like, you know, really connect with you. And as you can see, this is where the magic lies, right? Having yeah. your your questions answered and just going, okay, well, you haven't done that. That's crucial to your journey. Um, yeah, it's it's really important and can just save you a lot of time. Definitely. Um, do you know if I like hit or like renew or something, will it just start me off where I left off? Do you have any idea how that works? Um you could try. 
um, okay. and just let me know what happens. If it doesn't, okay. um, I can give you a discount code. The only thing is, is like when you pay the monthly fee, it opens it slowly, but I kind of yeah. have a feeling that if you open it again, it will, it will start you from where, where you off. were. Yeah. Okay. Um, but just have a go, have a play with it. And then obviously just reach out. We'll, we'll work something out and get you back in. Um, obviously with these discovery calls that I do, I give you as much information that I can that won't, um, me be guessing, right? Like sometimes yeah. like I can, I'm so limited, but I've got a lot of good information and then, yeah, it's just coming back in and utilizing, um, for me utilizing the community and just like you know I maybe I should send out an email and just be like for all who want to join what time and date works for you <laughs> well hopefully that doesn't backfire for you I know right <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah I mean that's the mission is just to really get everyone because it it doesn't have to be complicated right? You just need that extra set of eyes that has the experience to go this, this, and this, or, oh, you're missing that. Or yeah, your doctor said that. Don't believe it. Right. <laughs> Do what he says, but you don't have to believe it. <laughs> yeah. I I also heard recently on some podcast, this, this, I think it was a fertility dietitian. And she said, I usually recommend that women go off of out over the counter allergy medication because it dries up cervical mucus. And I was just like, like I've been on Zyrtec since it was invented oh, and yeah. like what? And you know, that's another thing that no doctor would ever know or tell you. And I just, I don't yeah. know if you, you found that and that's something that you recommend too, but that just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, any over-the-counter medication, even um, like ibuprofen or like baby aspirin, um, you know, if you're long-term using those, mm -hmm. absolutely, they're having an impact somewhere. You yeah. know, they're, they're meant, drugs don't just target one area, right? So when you take a headache medicine, it doesn't just go to your head your whole body gets that effect, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you're taking, you know, like for me, when I was on um, the steroids, right? Like, yeah, that was suppressing my immune system, but it was actually also fucking my gut, right? Mm -hmm. So there's yin and yang with these medicines. Like, yes, it's going to relieve symptoms, but at what cost? What else right. is it impacting? So if it's not something, I mean, obviously, if it's doctor prescribed, you need to talk to your doctor about it. Um, and actually, I just saw a TikTok. You guys know I love my TikTok. Um, <laughs> and this woman was talking about how she was on allergy medication and it was doctor prescribed for a really long time. And then she started getting all these issues and then they prescribed antidepressants. And then oh she like God. went through this whole thing for like five years. And then she started researching herself, what the side effects were. And now she's actually, there's an actual symptom where um, you have withdrawals. From I, I allergy had a medicines. week of withdrawals. I yeah. had, it, I had burning itchy skin. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. She was saying the same thing that her skin was insane and that's I, withdrawals. 
thought I was gonna and I was like itching like Mm -hmm. like a like a person in withdrawals from crazy drugs and I was just like this is this is so crazy that this has affected my system so drastically and I thought I was gonna have to check myself into (laughs) I am not okay right now yeah yeah so yeah I mean all those things that are deemed normal right I'm not saying don't use them I'm not saying that they are the reason but when you're having big issues like this, it's not, it's usually just not one thing. And you got to be, I, one of the girls, when I did the course live, um, she was on, she had a diagnosed medical condition that she needed um, baby aspirin. She had a, a, a blood clot issue. And um, we did an MRT test and the MRT does um, some of the chemicals as well. So it's not just food. And she was allergic to aspirin oh my god so even though she needed this drug to support her in ways so I just said to her like during your healing phase during when you're not trying to get pregnant don't take it even though I know it's so hard in the back of your mind especially when you're trying naturally like well I'll never get pregnant naturally if I don't take this so if I don't take it and it's just like look you have to take a breath step back let's you know, reverse all these things first, then use the medication that you need that can be very damaging. I mean, the the big thing with the immune suppressing drugs, when people use them alongside IVF, and I get people all the time going like, Oh, what drugs did you use? I'm just trying to get my doctor to prescribe them so I can use them. I'm like, look, a lot of a lot of doctors one don't believe this, which is messed up, but also don't want to use those immune suppressing drugs, because there's zero research to side effects to the fetus and to the mother Mm -hmm. and you have to use them for over three months you got to use them you got to prepare your body before implantation and then you have to use them up to 12 weeks so and and they mess you up like big time so it is that yin and yang thing and the only thing you can do when you're using medication is support your system to the best of your ability by lowering the inflammation and oxidative stress that you can control. Right. Yeah. 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 But control you're on the control is a big thing. Yeah. It's like, I just have to focus yeah. on what I can control and <laughs> let go of what I can't. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, the diet side, especially for type A people, like easy, right? Like there's a little bit yeah. niggly, gets annoying sometimes, but like you're in control, right? You're in control of those supplements, those diets, easy. It's the mental yep. and emotional that is the hardest part to sit with yourself and get real and, and um, face, the, face those uncomfortable times. And sometimes you don't even, you didn't even realize they were there. <laughs> like suck that did right. fuck my shit up. <laughs> I didn't even think that was a thing. Okay. So um, it's just having grace with yourself um, and know that it's, it's doable, right? Yep. It is doable. Just got to be patient. That is not my, not yeah. one of my virtues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patience, uh, surrendering. I think, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I don't know when you left the course, there's a whole, um, I always am, am improving the course. I'm always like, oh yeah, got to get this, got to get that. But there's a whole thing now on surrender um, and yeah. how it's, it's incredibly important um, and receiving, right? Like a lot of us have been givers and givers and we give and give and give and give. And it's hard for us to ask for that help and that support. 
Um, and that's a big thing too. Um, because I'm telling you right now in motherhood, you're, you're going to need it. Right. Right. So learning all these things before your children come along um, is going to impact your pregnancy in a positive way, your birth in a positive way, your postpartum in a positive way, and you're going to be a better mom, right? You're not going to be so uptight yeah. and controlling and pass on those generational traumas that your parents didn't know they were passing on to you. And, you know, you could just, you know, be the mom that you were actually born to be instead of just like repeating the cycle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else that you wanted to ask me before we go? Um, I don't think so. I think we, yeah. So I, um, I guess just, I, well, I have the, I'm going to definitely start taking that course again and um, targeted supplementation for my gut health. Um, and I guess maybe I'll, I can retest my thyroid panel next month just to see if they're going down, see if they're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. And just remember <laughs> before you take your thyroid test, make sure you're just like Zen, like, uh, because I've seen thyroid tests that were worse than when they first started. I'm like, well, what was your week like? And they're like, oh, super stressful. I'm like oh, it's a God. snap shot in time I, like okay. this is what we have to get through our heads with these blood tests it's that moment that is showing you probably like four or five days because it, it goes like this your body doesn't stay the same so yeah. if you want a true representation try to like book it on a week where you're you're not like you're not like on holiday but you're not like having your worst week ever <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? okay that's good that's good to know yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so, so glad that you reached out and we got to do this uh, discovery Me call. Too. Thank you so much for your time. And I know this is going to help so many people listening and I'm excited for you. I don't, I don't think you're far off. I think you're, you're totally on the right track and you just need those little holes filled and, and patience. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you <laughs> so right. much. Thank you. Bye. All right. If you feel called to discover what you personally need to do and are ready to have an intimate conversation, please go down to the show notes. There's a link there that you can book your own personal discovery call. Also, for your chance to book your own podcast discovery call, I do send out a email to my email subscribers every two months looking for new guests. So if you're not already on the email list, I highly suggest you sign up today. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.